different gravy not just another Sheffield Wednesday podcast I'm one of the hosts Richard Miller and my co-host after entirely failing to monetize nuns or guns has dived straight into his next cockamamie idea and is launching a Wednesday version of Wordle Wednesdurdle where you have to guess a five-letter Sheffield Wednesday player's name by guessing five-letter Sheffield Wednesday players names He's your friend of mine, Dr. Luke Gledall. How are you doing today, Luke? I'm good, Rich. I'm just, I'm just loving this idea. Just, um, I'm <laughs> a big fan. I mean, people may say there's too many Wordle knockoffs, and I think, no, people like I them. Think, Let's have some more. I think so, too. I agree. So Would you Rich, like to play a round of Wednesdurdle? Oh, I was going to ask you if you want to play a game of my Wednesdurdle. What a... Okay. Somebody, somebody might have thought of a couple of names in advance and be ready to ready to roll. So, uh, how many are we going to establish as part of the rules? How many letters does this Wednesday player have in their surname? Is it five letters? I'm sticking with. Well, no, you asked. Sorry, um, you have stuck with. <laughs> of course, of course. How could I forget? <laughs> well, I just didn't know if you had your own version of Wednesdaydle. I, I couldn't possibly. You're the ideas man here, Luke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, Rich. Okay, yeah, yeah, I'll play. But I'm on I'll... your, I'm on your um, sort of uh, cobbled together um, first try at the website, and I'm, I, you know, if you wanted to, have okay, that happen, yeah. All right, I'm gonna go. Uh, I'm gonna go booth. Ooh, I like it. Um, so. <laughs> What? See, see, when Wednesdurdle gets me, you get a version of me going, you know, you play a video clip and I'm like, oh, that's a really good guess, but you're wrong. <laughs> right, well, I can see what you did there, but you're still wrong. <laughs> you also find out just how visual the game uh, Wordle actually is, but I'm going to, we're going to, we're going to go along with it. So um, <laughs> the, the B is gray. The O is gray. The other O is gray. The um, T is grey and the H is yellow. Is it Hurst? The H is yellow. Still yellow. The I is yellow. <laughs> the R is the R, S and T are grey. I've got a H I. Okay. The thing here is that you don't have the uh, you don't have the letters crossed off, unfortunately. No, but if you if if people at home want to write them out, then maybe <laughs> maybe maybe this part will last so long that somehow it stretches <laughs> and defies time physics. So then they can tweet me and let me know. Uh, so you've got a, you've got a H and an I, but not in the right place yet. Mm. <laughs> Good job. So we're editing out the. I'm going to edit out the large gaps of silence. Oh my word. <laughs> Do you want to, should we, should we, how, here's an idea. Should we carry on with the episode and then maybe I'll check back in with you? Okay. I mean, I know, I, I, I mean, I, I mean, I know the rules obviously, but I mean, you know, just for the people at home, how many guesses would they get at Wednesday Ridge? Um, I mean, not to criticize your work, but I think you've, you've really, you borrowed heavily from, from the original Wordle. You've, you've hewn to the model. So, uh, so I think we're probably looking at six guesses. That seems to be the way it, that you've set up the, the website. 
What about if you do just to kind of keep we could keep it as a little theme going. So we could talk about um the midweek game. You can have mm-hmm. another couple of guesses. If you don't get it then, you have a couple of guesses at the end. And then there's kind of like like a three act play sort of element to, <laughs> to the podcast. Sure. We, well, yeah, let's let's do it that way. I was also like in my idea where I'd just surprise you just during during some oh, just of the, some of the drudgery the from these two Wednesday games are going to cover well, this week. That too. And mm. um, so uh, we just—I don't know whether we do need to explain, but this is a this is a uh, it's one of our. I don't know whether you can tell by my sexy voice. Um, this is a late night, late night gravy. Mmm, mmm. There's pepper in it. Uh, this ain't your mama's gravy. Ooh, tell granny to put the baster away. This is a different sauce. Um, mm, I don't know what I'm saying. I don't know what I'm saying. You've gone and purchased it from the 24-hour spa. <laughs> you paid four quid for these granules. Dropped into the chute with careless abandon from the poor sap who's working the 24-hour till. <laughs> Uh, so it's, we're recording late on Saturday night, um, which is quite a reasonable hour for yourself, Luke, isn't it? But I've I've been down in in that London for uh, for the UFC, um, and uh, yeah, I'll explain my travails in in watching today's game. But let's uh, shall we mosey along, hit the uh, hit our uh, our one and only drop. Breaking hoo-hoos. And there's no real news this week, apart from there was a midweek match. And that's 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 what we, we're going to talk about. We're going to talk about uh, Sheffield Wednesday eventually playing Accrington Stanley. And I think we can wholeheartedly agree, Luke, worth the wait. Oh, totally, yeah. Not, a, not an anticlimactic realisation that this is what we've cancelled twice. <laughs> Third time, third time was a charm. If the charm was agreed that it was an insipid game of football, I mean, we all would have been poorer if the EFL had decided to say, "Do you know what, guys? You've had three goes now. We'll just call it a draw, shall we?" That would have left the whole world of football a lot poorer, wouldn't it? Because what you need mm. to do get these two teams out on a pitch and just work it all out. Work it all out. The equivalent of we've had free free uh, free throws at the you know the coconut shy, and then they've just really pitily given us a little little mini stuffy to say you know don't don't yeah. be don't be too upset and get on you get on your way. <laughs> this was <clears throat> this was pretty pretty low energy, wasn't it? I think so. I think for probably the first sort of headline is after the six 0 win. Uh, we went ahead and made three changes. Um, we worked Iorfa back into that that back three. Mm. Um, Liam Palmer uh, replaced Jack Hunt on the the right uh, wing back slot, and um, Patson was drafted back in alongside Saida Berahino uh, with Gregory dropping to the bench. So th- three changes. Um, Nice to see Iorfa back, uh, although he looks a bit he looks a bit off it. I think mm. it's fair to say. Um, but what? So what did you? I, 
I think we're, we're sort of both guilty of not particularly sort of making hugely forensic notes. I've got notes that start really, really, really in earnest when Gregory came on um, the well, pitch. Maybe, maybe just because it's just not the greatest spectacle, uh, maybe we'll just kind of, maybe it's just best to just do a kind of summary of maybe, I think, a couple of goals and then just, just talk about play, our findings, what we thought happened. Just that, just a loose kind of analysis. I think, you know, it's not our main focus and it, it thankfully doesn't need to be our main focus. And, well, maybe, I don't know, is that is that a good thing compared to looking at this weekend's game or is that a bad thing? In a way, there's there's lots of parallels with the two games, aren't there? Mm. So and there's some sense in kind of talking about them side one, by side. In some one, thing, one thing that kind of frustrated me was like looking at the lineup again, it's we're seemingly going into this realm of we never particularly know whether players are do have injury knocks um mm. whether players are tired but it it i feel like i'm pretty confident in saying that like Darren Moore is going to tinker with things yeah. and i really really wish he wouldn't i i'd rather yeah. just he goes with goes with the fittest options and then sees sees who kind of falls off and see who gets injured. Um, I, it was sad to see, apparently Gibson had a knock. So it was a shame to not see Gibson in the starting lineup, you know, keep his place yeah, because from I, there. I think he's he's much the better of the two uh, low knees, I, I think, back then. Well, I suppose we've got three low knees, but one of them's not, one of them's um, injured yeah. in the uh, yeah. shape of Harley Dean. But uh, yeah, it, it's... Um, I think, well, we can talk about story. I think th- there's some there's some issues with story. I think, and and this game kind of brought them to the fore a little bit. Um, he started on the left hand side of that three. Uh, I think we quite quickly decided we didn't really like that way of working. It just didn't feel comfortable. So Hutchinson ended up being the left hand side of the three um, with Iorfer in the middle and Story on the right, and that's where he's mainly played. Story as the right side of that that centre back three. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So, I mean, also though, with the tinkering, like, possibly one of the greatest frustrations is that with more kind of convincing centre back options coming back, is that there's no there's no country for Liam Palmer. There's no place for him. And I, I, I don't know as much as I like Liam Palmer. I don't know if I kind of want to see him in wing back position. I I'm not I'm not really fully sold. Yeah, I think he's different enough there from Hunt that we've be, we've become quite reliant on Hunt playing that right wing back position in a certain way, or Mendes Lang playing it in an even more attacking way. And I think yeah. Palmer plays it more defensively, um, and we we suffer for it. We going forward, I think we don't look as adventurous or interesting when Palmer's playing out there. Unfortunately, because I do. I've, um, I do rate him very highly as a player, and but I think maybe in this setup um, for the balance, he probably needs to be one of the centre backs rather than uh, the the wing back. But yeah, interesting. So um, I think the thing looking back, so so the game we did start off, we had some decent chances in that first half. Um, Banner had a chance that went narrowly wide and Berahino had a chance where he just sort of hit it straight at the keeper when really if he'd gone anywhere else it probably would have gone in 
Mm. Um, but it all fizzled out pretty quickly. And then it was just, it just looked like we just had nothing about us, really. Um, the reason I'm saying so, these two games feel a little bit kind of hand in hand is masses of possession for Wednesday, but without a huge amount of cutting edge or threat to the play. No. We seem very content to play nice passing around the back and we pass it halfway up one flank and then we get turned round and we pass it back again and pass it all the way to the other flank or maybe back to Bailey Peacock Farrell. And I, I'm all for holding on to possession and being measured in the way we play, but there needs to be a bit more cut and thrust to it. Um, so, yeah, tricky. Uh, Palmer went off at half time in this game and appears to have picked up a knock, which is not um, particularly helpful. Um, he's he's apparently a week or two away now. Same with Gibson uh, in picking up that knock. Even though today he did, he was there and was present on the bench today. Well, yeah, apparently what he said afterwards is still a week or two away. Okay, so maybe maybe they thought he wasn't like someone deputised as an option, but maybe not. I don't, I don't know. I'm I'm kind of still a bit baffled by some of the some of the lineups and some of the personnel we we kind of just roll to, out in certain places. Just to confirm, uh, Palmer wasn't on the bench today. Palmer wasn't on the bench today. Okay. Oh well, it was interesting. Uh, yeah, I offer Harley Dean, Joe Wild Smith, Mendes Lang, Berahino, Canberry, and so. Interesting. I I just thought it just didn't kind of maybe work, and maybe there was something yeah. that happened in that regards. So I'd, I'd much rather see uh, see Jack Hunt in that position. I mean, you know, the, the frustration becomes, and I don't know. Maybe that's something to lead us and segue into the goal. Is that Jack Hunt still has a goal hex over him? You know, he's he cannot score. Bless him. I know. Incredible. I mean, he is getting in good positions and getting good chances. Mm. Um, yeah, so this, so the game, um, we, we swapped out Berahino for, as, as we touched on earlier, Hunt came, came on at halftime for Palmer. And that did help a bit. Um, and then Gregory came on for Berahino at the, at the hour mark, pretty much. Mm. Hutch, what did you make of the Hutch yellow card that happened just before the goal? I thought it was a bit of a wild lunge you didn't need to make, but uh, I think a few people said maybe it was a bit hard. It was a bit harsh on him. I, I honestly can't recall. Um, there is another thing from this game I do want to highlight. So we, we mentioned last week that um, you know that um, Patterson was missing out, and Patterson was missing out with the view that basically if he's yeah. getting a tenth yellow card on. Before the 37th game of the season, I think it is. Yeah. So um, that's interesting because now, I mean, as as it's, of today, we have played... How many games have we played now? Let me just... 38 games today. We've played 38 games. So midweek was a 37th mm-hmm. game. Not a 37th game in order, per se, because it was a rescheduled game. It was technically... It's always funny when you look at a flash score at the fixtures and it's like round 16. Yeah. Round 24, <laughs> you know, to see like, it's yeah. like, oh yeah, there's been plenty of football, which has been missed and postponed. Um, <laughs> hilariously, I just seen lead to that Mansfield, I think Mansfield Stevenage was called off for COVID today. Oh, really? So uh, yeah, still postponing games thanks to COVID. So well, there we well, go. A real, we're having a real fun spike of it, Luke. Um, 
Apparently one in 18 people in London. I really feel great being in London. A one in 18 people in London have COVID, apparently. In fact, Rich, you do look quite sweaty on that, yes. I say. Yes. Are you feeling okay? Um, I can't taste anything or smell anything, but I think I'm cool. <laughs> I think I'm good otherwise. I think that's just being in London, I think. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. the smog. It just clogs up. The tasteless. It clogs up your olfactory uh, bits and pieces. <laughs> Old factory. <laughs> oh um, my goodness! Uh, am I back? <laughs> so oh again. My oh my days! Um, so looking at that, I, I don't know why they played Patterson because he. Um, no, it's a strange one, isn't it? Could have could have got a yellow and then missed two games. So why are we doing that then? Like, and then we did see Gregory come on. Yeah. And that, or like, and I thought if that wasn't the case, then maybe. I don't know, maybe so Canberry, maybe we would go with that. It was similar to what happened at Cambridge. So why did why did we go with Patterson? And I mean, in a weird way, I didn't think Patterson was particularly convincing midweek. No, 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 no. I... And yet, hilariously, you know, he's the one who bagged the goal. He did back. Hmm. In, it's sort of a mixed up, muddled up thing where has Patterson sort of become Canberry? Um, <laughs> Canberry for most of the season has been like the guy that doesn't really work and doesn't really fit, but does get a goal that get you know reliably get you goals. And Patterson's been like <laughs> define, define reliably. Is this reliably in a Sheffield Wednesday term, a team that doesn't largely doesn't score goals? Yeah. Yeah. You know. Yeah. He's turned up every now and then with a he's pitched in. Whereas Patterson's like all things to all men, but couldn't look like, you know, look like a goal was never gonna come. And now he's sort of useless, but scoring goals. Mm. Like I've never been, I've never felt, <laughs> I've never felt we're getting less value out of Patterson than we are at this point in time. He's no, never where he needs to be. He seems to constantly be behind play. He's always rolling around. Um, but he has, and prior to today's game, he'd scored like four in his last five or something crazy like that. Yeah, and I I don't know. Like I I think there's a, a brilliance and a beauty of you know we we talk about his kind of beautiful classless brute force yes. that he has, and you know that he has as a player. But um, I don't know. It, it just also You're feels like like a what's it going? Please there carry on. Go. No, please. No, please. You. Not after you. <laughs> Um, it's just, it's, yeah, it's a lot of, it's a lot of what brand of football are we seeing from him before we get to seeing a goal from him? Like, yeah. I, it's, it's strange. He's a strange player. Like, I'm okay to, I don't know. I don't know. I, but it just, it's just, I, I think that the triumph of Sheffield Wednesday is recent in recent times has been, it hasn't mattered so much that we haven't got the, the forward two puzzle sorted out. Because we've been so strong yeah. in the middle of the park, um, so this this the, can we come back to the? I'm going to make a note at the end mm. of the weekend's game to talk about this mid, the midfield. Anyway, um, the, I think that for me the problem with Patterson has been, and he's always had this, but as a forward, he's very. I think he makes life difficult for his teammates. He makes life difficult for the opposition as well he works hard he chases down lost causes but he's never reliably anywhere consistently he's all over the he's a he's a flibbity gibbet is what he is luke um sure, sure. yeah 
and I think that's where you you see with Gregory, he does work hard. Gregory, it's, it's they're both working hard in different ways, but the, to be a focal point for the team, you need to reliably be in one spot for them. They need to know I'm being pressed on the ball. If I kick the ball here, it's going to be within a stone's throw of my target man. And with Patterson, he might be all the way back in the left wing back position, or he might be in goal, or he might be shaking hands with a fan, or, you know, chatting up the fourth official. Like, you just never, ever know where he's going to be. And that makes him very, very difficult to play around as a a teammate. It makes him and Gregory a terrible combination. Yeah. Because yeah. Gregory is trying to build things and flick things on. He flicks it on for a guy that's 10 feet back further in the field from him. <clears throat> which, is, which is also going back to that thing of like, why are we, you know, why are we, why is this a partnership we're persevering with? Mm. I don't know. I, I feel like previous I've said, oh, maybe I want to see that, you know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, sometimes I think of saying that of desperation. But it was hard to shake. I mean, we we talk. We've talked. I mean, everybody talks. It's it's a cliche for a reason. We talk about the Lord Mayor's show, and this was well. We've had the Lord Mayor's week. Once we get to it, but this this was heavy, heavy weighted with the feeling of after the Lord Mayor's show. It just felt like the legs were the legs were the bodies were were tired. The legs weren't willing. Um, just a trudge of a game from from Wednesday. Uh, nothing quite looking quite as fluid as it had. No. Nope. Um, just, I don't know, there was little glimmers of things, but little touches letting us down, little passes not coming off. Um, obviously, this is stiffer opposition this, uh, than we were, we, we were facing. Teams, <laughs> rightly, should not play against us like... Uh, Oh dear, I've forgotten who we, who we who we who we absolutely mullered. Cambridge United. Yeah. Absolutely, you don't want don't give our, our midfield respect. You pack the midfield. You make it hard for us. You used uh, Darren Moore once again. Talked about the low block. This is something that just seems to be have coming into the vernacular now. But it, essentially, it means all out defending, doesn't it? That's what we used to call it: bumps the wall or part of the bus. We now call it a low block. Um, that's how to we struggle when you go go on then have the ball we're we're gonna sit here. But again, do we if we know enough to define that it's called a low block? Do we know enough within football coaching to define how to beat the low block? Not as far as I can tell. <clears throat> there should presumably, yeah, everything should have like a a a, a, re, a, a, a move against it, shouldn't it? There should be. Mm. Move and counter move for everything. As we've talked about sort of chess comparisons. You know um, who I miss up front, Rich? Who do you miss up front, Luke? I think it's the uh, when, uh, Wednesday solution, knew you. Oh, green, 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 green. <laughs> yeah, there we go. Luke and Turner. that's, that's Wednesday. That's Wednesday. You got it in three. You've got a streak of one. <laughs> <laughs> Excellent. I'm just uh, just because that came over me. Um, no, and then I. Uh, so it's it's weird, but then you know, weird thing that like looking at this as a game, like it's that weird thing of like 
we've kind of done enough to kind of, you know, we've kind of really done enough to win this game of football. Well, so the, yeah, so that's that's where I think so my notes really kick off in earnest around the goal mark. Um, I think that's where there's probably the most discussion. It's a pretty nothingy game until that happens. It's mm. a game where we are a bit better than them, but not that much better. They looked okay on the break. We had half chances by and large, but yeah. Um, well, first off, there was the highlight of um, Harry Pell going to sort of smash Bannon uh, in tackling him, tackling the ball away from him and, and belting the ball off his teammate's face, which resulted in a, a drop ball. And we had a classic bit of commentary from Rob that said, he's he hit that proper hard, um, which made me laugh quite a lot. Um <laughs> It still makes me laugh now, which is good. It might just have been funny in the context of such a woeful game of football, but I think it stands on stands on its own two feet. But um, yeah, we we did grab we did grab that that go that go ahead goal, as, uh, as an American person might say. Um, Sixty <laughs> sixth minute, Johnson to Hunt Hunt dropped the shoulder and kind of like he was in the box, dropped the shoulder and you know sent his defender away, sent the keeper away, and just sort of like kind of poked the ball towards the goal. It wasn't a very convincing shot. Like Jack Hunt wanted to believe he could score, but he also, you knew in his half hearts, he didn't believe he could score. Um, so he went through the motions, but you could tell his, his little inner, his little inner Jack Hunt was going, this is not you. You're not this guy. Um, <laughs> which meant it was a pretty easy one to clear off the, off the line, but it was cleared straight up in the air. Um, Hunt really battled well for the the ball that came down, and uh, it, it it ended up uh, with Patterson in a kind of unconventional cross, and uh, Patterson Patterson lashed it home. Yeah, I yeah, I thought there was a lot to like. You know, I really appreciate the tenacity from Jack Hunt to keep the ball alive and keep the chance kind of resurrected. And yeah. um, in that, I thought he did so well to to get it across and have the vision to put it on for Patterson to come to run onto that. And I thought it was a real skill to Patterson's finish. I must say, yeah, like it. It's um, it's a nice kind of connected right foot kind of half volley, which he gets his body over, and you know, kind of uh, skims across the uh, skims. You know, it's a bit of a daisy cutter from a very very short. Yeah. Uh, um, short distance, or also, since I played twenty-seven holes of disc golf today, we would call that a a worm burner. Oh, one that uh, literally skims the ground. But yes, um, very. It was a good finish, and you know. But then, like, that's the weird thing. Like, it felt like maybe this is enough. Maybe this is Wednesday doing enough yeah. to get three points from this game. This is the sort of game if you're going <clears> to <throat> get promoted. This is the sort of game you win. You don't. Mm. You didn't look good. You didn't play well, but you did just enough. You got the goal. Mm. Yeah, yeah, exactly. I always thought um, a worm burner was uh, when you dropped a cigarette in your crotch. Um, <laughs> <laughs> we had a couple of more chances after that. Patterson had the ball in the back of the net, which uh, unfortunately Johnson was offside. I think probably everybody, including Johnson and Patterson and the defenders, knew he was offside, but. You know, it, was another, it showed we didn't stop playing straight away. Um, 
Also, Hunt had another chance. He made a great run through the middle and Bannon picked him out beautifully, but he got, you know, that little voice in his head, that little Jack Hunt in his head. Um, we're used to talking about Jack Horner sat in the corner, but the Jack Hunt in the corner of Jack Hunt's mind, is uh, he's a vicious man and he doesn't want him to succeed in his life. Delhi <laughs> uh, Bashiru came on for Bannon. Mm. This, is the, this is probably the kind of... I'm going to say it again, Luke, the sliding doors moment maybe of the game. Sure. You know, we, we talk about these moments. Uh, we talk about Gwyneth Paltrow. We talk about John Hanna in a mm. film. We confidently talk about this in a sliding doors moment in a film that we haven't seen. Neither and, of us have and seen. And frankly, frankly, I've got other rom-coms <laughs> to, to watch before I get to sliding doors. Yeah. I've never seen a pretty woman. <laughs> That's it. That's just a confession. I've never seen the trash of just, I'm just purely sexless. Um, I recognise I should be heterosexual now. Um, <laughs> you've seen you've seen the entire female version of this species called human, and you're unimpressed. <laughs> <laughs> this is bad enough. This is like it's like oh, it's it's a podcast done by two. Two single men who watch uh, obsessed and watch a lot of football. Do they hate? <laughs> do they hate women by chance? Turns out, turns out after three years, yeah, they do. Yeah, it took a while. It took a while to scratch away at that surface, but um, they were doing late night gravy, and it all it all came out. It all came spilling out. There's <laughs> <laughs> a big big incel shoot coming out of the the gravy bottle. Oh, jeez. Um, no, but yeah, and, and that's that's an interesting point to talk about the sliding doors moment because I I thought that what happened for the equalizer, um, I didn't watch this in depth, but I did see somebody on our talk, and I apologize if I've forgotten who you are, but you are a person and you are important in this world, and you are loved and you are appreciated for your hot takes on a Sheffield mm. Wednesday forum. But they were saying uh, this person this person who I'm focusing on, uh, has said that uh, FDB was the person who lost his man for the header in the corner. I'm pretty sure it was Story. Really? Pretty sure. Are you sure, Rich, that, like, I mean, we we seem to have uh, established that, you know, that we seem to establish that we both hate women on this podcast. Um, are you also adding, because I, I know that you... Do you hate do you hate uh, Jordan's story as much as you Rich? Rich. <laughs> Rich really doesn't like Jordan's story, everybody. I do like him. I th- but I do think he looks really good as a defender until he has to actually defend. He's really good at all the other stuff. And then when it's when it's he's not good when it's in his he doesn't like it up him, I think is the thing. Doesn't, doesn't like it up him. Like most of them blooming women, you know? <laughs> no, they do, Rich. It's just not from not from any of us. Why wasn't there an episode? Too snotty chubby, loser in cells like ourselves. Why wasn't there an episode of Different Gravy this week? We just had to delete it because there's too much. There's too, too much of the... No, so I'm watching it now. Sorry, I've gone back to watch it because I, I knew I was right and I like to be proven right. But Jordan's story is so. Uh, Jordan's story is is stood holding number five, who is the goal scorer. He Lou Baker, Lou Baker, and number five sort of palms him off, 
and Jordan Story never catches him again. He, um, he, he, yeah, he he does a he does a bad he does a bad job of marking him. Um, it's definitely Story's man. Definitely not Delhi Bashiru's man. Whoever said it was Delhi Bashiru is, is is wrong. They're, they're wrong. Um, oh, yeah. So Al's talk con- contributor, um, we like you and love you, but do know. Do know in your deepest, darkest little heart, you're wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> You've added to Rich's list. You're wrong again. Which you're wrong includes again. women, Jordan Story, and that, that guy from House Talk. That guy from House Talk. You've always been wrong. You're wrong. <laughs> came into this world. No, I, I thought you were going to say, I liked um, Darren Moore's quote, which was, we conceded from a corner. I don't think Barry Bannon was going to do much to stop that, which is probably fair enough. Is that fair enough because he's on the bench? <laughs> <laughs> oh, Darren. But he's, he's you know, to, to, with the best will in the world, Bannon is, is four foot nothing. He's not winning any headers. Akrid and Stanley are a mahoosive team. A mahoosive team. Oh, enormous. All those midfield boys were big. Harry Pell's massive. Uh, yeah, d- d- number yeah, number eight was massive. Number six was massive. They were just huge, huge, huge people. What are they? What are they feeding them in in Eckrington? They're, they're having them milk, <laughs> aren't they? <laughs> oh, but it's a header in, and also it. It's uh, it's some real catastrophic suicidal hot potato from Bailey. Yeah. From Bailey, so I, I yeah, didn't, uh, Bailey. did not expect the potato to come in to be so hot. And normally, when the potato is that hot, I'll leave it to the 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 help. You know, I'll say this potato touched too hot for me. Can you sort it out? We've probably got tongs or something down, you know, downstairs. Um, and yeah, do I not know. have a cooling rack from Harrods at all down there? <laughs> yeah, it's it's a scrappy. It's another scrappy. If you like scrappy League One goals, you're it, going to. It love. is. It is comical. The kind of slice. It must. This you would have thought this would be in the Papa John's trophy. Because uh, Marvin Johnson does give it less of the action. Less of the action. To the back of the net. Yeah, so Jordan Story, uh, not Fazeo Delibashiru, Jordan Story loses his man. And uh, he, yeah, he heads towards the goal, kind of the middle of the goal, from quite a long, long way out. Mm. I think probably Bailey would have had a reasonable sight of it. Not, I'm not. You know, there's players between him and the, where the ball is, is struck, but it, the ball kind of lofts to him. He should have reasonable sight of it. And he goes to palm it wide and palms it directly into the face of uh, Marvin Johnson, who is studiously marking at near post. God love him. <laughs> I'm just doing my job, man. <laughs> Did you know Marvin Johnson speaks something akin to uh, Bill Clinton in his prime? I did not intend to have uh, an own goal with that ball. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, so I think he, I think he hit the ball, but he didn't inhale. I think that's what happened. <laughs> hey, it was the, it was the in header from way out, wasn't it? 
So. Beautiful. Mm. So well, yes. it's a shame because I I thought I mean maybe maybe in the great spectrum of Wednesday League One games from the season has it been has it I think maybe it's been enough that we did mm. I, maybe it might have been enough to get three points and then yeah somehow those rapscallions from Accrington gone and gone upon and bars no doubt and what what sorry they're upon wham bars. They're sponsored by Wham, but it's not the same. It's not Wham bars. It's it's a different Wham. The eighties band featuring featuring yes. Andrew Ridgely and deceased George Michael. Yeah, it was um, actually in George Michael's will. <laughs> Can we get the band back together purely to sponsor Akron Stanley? They they got that jitterbug into their brain, and that's why they're all, <laughs> all so good at heading. A jitterbug is a parasite that makes you take more risks in the air. Um, <laughs> and it also makes all their players another, uh, you know, yeah, half a makes foot higher. Foot and a half. Yeah. Um, I mean, this is if uh, sliding doors isn't isn't the the kind of uh, subtitle of this podcast. Hindsight twenty twenty might be. Um, why not? Why not let the team that won six nil play again? Yeah. If there's if ever there's a call for let the good feelings roll. We're back at home. <laughs> Let the good times roll. Let the good times roll. Well, uh, the hilarity of this was like prior to um, prior to this day, uh, Richard Miller sent me a text, which was from some oikish little oikish little uh, stats Twitter account called Playmaker that said the most league goals at home in the top four tiers that Sheffield Wednesday were tied with Fulham on twenty one goals, and earlier mm. on, later on, I had a picture of a. Uh, Brill, Brill Cream bus, bis, Biscuits, Nesquik. Yes. Brill, yes. Cream, Brill Cream Nesquik, Georgie Byers, um, <laughs> under the caption of Goldsborough. Goldsborough, exactly. There's goals in them there boroughs. Them there hills. Them there hills boroughs. Boroughs. Full of goals. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe this is why, you know, it's just difficult for... Um, you know, it's difficult for uh, Mr. Chancery to sell on and redevelop the uh, the training ground because it's just it's just full of goals. Goals. Just so many goals. Take a take a fork, stick it in over there. Look, goals. That's goals. Bursting <laughs> out of the ground. <laughs> so you know you know how different gravy. You know you you strike different gravy, and it's full of. Uh, uh, just a a, a a liquid comes out, which is spurting out, which is hatred for women. Liquid misogyny. Liquid misogyny. Well, it's basically <laughs> the same thing at the training ground, Middlewood Road, but it's goals. I think I think you've got to make the episode title Li- "Liquid Misogyny." <laughs> um, yeah. What's that pile of mud over there? Is that? Is that a molehill? No, it's a goal hill. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so now, should we really? I mean, we've we've uh, we've nibbled around the edges. Shall we dive into Gillingham versus Sheffield Wednesday? Let's do it. Let's do it. Who you want to do another? Do you want to set up another end of Wednesday before we do it? <laughs> you have another Wednesday for me. Do you, want, do you want another Wednesday? I'd love another Wednesday. Okay. Um, let me let me see which one I fancy to to tease you with today. 
Okay, I've gone for. I've got. I've got a. I've locked one in. Okay, I'm gonna go spur. S B U R R. It's a beautiful. It's a beautiful guess. Um, so you're getting grey for your S. You're getting uh, yellow for your P. Okay. You're also getting yellow for your U, um, and then grey for your R's. Mm. So it's it's not it's not famed Sheffield Wednesday player John Pure. No, 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 no dice on that one. Doesn't count as a guess because I don't believe that John Pure played. You don't know John Pure. So I, I think I think you're just too busy hating women and Jordan stories to remember the great times of John Pure. <laughs> Another guess, or are you going to save? Oh, gonna let's save, uh, let's save. Let's let it uh, ruminate. Let's okay. uh, let's 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 uh, slosh around <laughs> the gravy wine. Sip it, sip it, <laughs> sip it through your teeth. <laughs> do that. Some air in whilst you're sipping that gravy wine. Kind of gargle it and spit it in the face of the pure, poor wait staff that have given me, given me. <laughs> so this was mm. a bit of a. Um, there's a bit of a tale to tell in terms of my watching of this game. Uh, so I'm in. I'm in that that there London. Um, so the first half, uh, we went to. Oh, this is just a bit of. Slice of life, Luke, just to drop in there. Um, I, we visited the Amazon shop. Oh, the one where you just take stuff and then it's like... Yeah, you just go in to like a little M&S type place and walk out. Did you... I'm, I'm planning on maybe doing that later in the... I think me and you should do that. We might... That might be something that we do on our... I might try it in trip. a shop that's not an Amazon shop because it's just... <laughs> liberating <laughs> but yeah so you kind of scan your it's very cool i mean it's obviously awful for workers isn't it but oh i can imagine if i'd like if my office was like just above it makes lunchtime really nice and quick and easy mm. plus you get to feel like you kind of feel like you've stolen something which does give you a little thrill Anyway, we uh, we went to the little we bought potted around the Amazon shop briefly, and then found somewhere to in the midst of Canary Wharf to uh, watch the the first half, and then the plan was to head to the O2 and watch the second half there. Fucking humble brag. Mm, I know, I know. Um, but I mean, if it makes you feel any better, that means I watched that awful first half of football in mm. quite a breezy bit of Docklands, London, um, feeling quite cold and sorry for myself. So, you know, it's mm. one of those, I think the Instagram post looks good, uh, but the reality, the sad reality behind it is uh, is something else. Um, did, did anything of note happen in the first half? <laughs> I've got a few notes. Can I just talk about Good. As, you know Luke loves lineups? Let's let's uh, do the lineup. Luke loves lineups. lineups. Sorry, I'm um, jumping. Dunkley over Iortha. Bizarre. Yeah. What did, yeah. What did, uh, oh, that was something interesting which I didn't get to see because it was ruddy geo blocked. But I think Talksport have got an app and it's some app for something, but I can't find out what it is because it's geo locked. And but they seemingly have some level of content. Including an interview, which I don't know if you saw, 
which was them doing a little bit of interviewing with Patterson and Bannon. No. And there was some some chap from the talk sports. Okay. You know, chatting to them, asking them like, "Oh, who's uh, who's got the who's got who's the WhatsApps?" And it was like saying like, you know, and all that type of stuff. And like one of the questions was basically like, "Who's got the WhatsApps?" Who's got the WhatsApps? Yeah, that's exactly what they're doing. Yeah. Wow. Have you got the Facebooks? <laughs> it's just all you, about uh, the apps on the phones. Are you more of a talker or a ticker? What you know what I'm saying? <laughs> yeah. Um but it was talking about like who's your WhatsApp, you know, all that stuff, and it was saying like, Oh, is anybody like a te- a real teacher's pet to the manager? Right. And he was saying like, Oh, you know, uh you know, Dennis Dennis and Adoniran is you know is often, you know, I think they mentioned Dennis sometimes goes and has his lunch in the manager's office Aww. with him. But they also mentioned one of the people they mentioned was Dunkley. Okay. And I was like, interesting. Um, so, like, I imagine Shay Dunkley, you know, he's someone who speaks well. He's someone who has seemingly has a great attitude. Is he someone who's talking himself into a game before he should be talking himself into a game? I don't know. I don't know. It's possibly a theory, but I'm like, why? So you mentioned like you know, Mister Dominic Iorfa coming back, looking looking a little bit rusty around his ring piece. <laughs> <laughs> because as we said, as we said, we just hate women, and we just we just fetishize Sheffield Wednesday players. Apart from Jordan, love Stone. love talking about bum holes. <laughs> So like you know, but then it's like, well, well, how do you? Again, it's it's that whole thing. When are they ready? When when yeah. are they lacking match fitness? He looked rough that first half, didn't he? He looked. Yeah, but I, I thought with this, like, I was just wondering as to whether, like, we're hopefully going ahead with there've been players who've come back from injuries and then gone straight into the lineup. Um, yeah. There's sometimes a bit of bit of well, roughness, a bit it. of rustiness. But like I, I'm like, really? Are we doing that with? Dun-? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. I don't like it when we do that with Dunkley. No. I, I mentioned, you know, I, my notice is Gibson cropped again um, I because I think Gibson said he. I think they said he had a knock midweek, yeah. which is why he wasn't involved at all. Which I think we mentioned earlier on. But unfortunately, um, aren't we just here again, where as we sort of flagged up ahead of time. The one weirdly, one of the best possible things that could have happened to Darren Moore is an injury crisis because he cannot then shoot himself in the foot just as easily. Tinker, 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 tinker. Mm. When he's got choices, he makes choices. And it's like if you've got 13, if you've got to pick the 11 best players from 13, <laughs> the chances of success are much, much higher than picking an 11 from 23. Especially just, when you constantly change them. I've just imagined uh, Darren Moore as an overproductive uh, elf in the Christmas workshop. Maybe you know, just giving just giving some kids wooden train a bash too far, possibly. You know, <laughs> Darren, I've told you, do not go off script. Do not just stick to the plan. If you're on this production line. It's trucks. You're on this production line, it's trains. Don't go putting a train face on a truck. No, no kid wants that. Uh, anyway, yeah. Mm. I don't, it's, it's just a bit... Um, it's such a strange, sad position to be in where you're like going, oh, the 
when you get you know Darren Moore's saying after the game, oh the yeah the the um, the injury room's clearing and we're going to have Josh Windus. It was like in a way I don't know that I want to hear that. You did mm. better when all you had to play up front was Canberry and So. That was better than all of your options because you just can't stick to any of them. Yeah. <sighs> anyway, sorry. I said Dean, Dean, but Dean back on the bench. Yeah. And also later on in this, I've got another set of few senses in between, but just to bring it all together, to bring that tie back, big mm. capitals, Mendes Lang is back on the bench. Mendes Lang. No, he's back. Who thought he would be back? I didn't think he would be back. No. I thought he was dead. Um, my other notes, I'm, I'm glad to see Hunt back after the tinkering midweek. And again, maybe a little bit of foreshadowing. I hope Pato and Gregory works. Mm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So this was a question. So you say you've mentioned, I've brought in talking about the lineup, but you also said to me, Luke, you know, what God, what, what happened in that first half? And I'm like, oh, there's, there's a fair few. I have a fair few notes. Okay. We had a frantic start, including um, Wednesday, you know, absolutely bricking their pants and Vidan Oliver hitting one loosely at the keeper. Mm. Um, Bannon then also went the other end and did a lovely one too um, before he hit like a very strange kind of shot, which was over. Yeah. 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 Bannon was seemed to be like, you know, the result today was not the fault of Bannon, I think, because I, I really feel like Bannon was everywhere trying to do everything. He was trying to be all things to all men. Um, mm. He was popping up all over the pitch trying to sort of force stuff to happen. Um and yeah, he had, a, had an effort or two himself, which is his new, uh, you know, his new way of things. <laughs> sure. A new kink to his game, as it were. <laughs> um, what else can I tell you? So we, we had a corner at the second minute following a free kick routine that's not over. Seventh minute, I've noticed three corners in a row. Um, we're looking soft as anything defending corners. Thankfully, nothing yeah. comes from anything there. So they were three quarters from a defensive perspective. Yeah. Um, I, I quite liked, uh, there were some moments I liked Hutchinson looking good to kept switching the ball long. He was playing that kind of QBCB. That was nice. I felt he kind of yeah. picked up things and looked to kind of grasp and get forward. 13th minute, I panicked because Dunkley got a yellow for fouling just outside the box. Not the best from Shea. Um, luckily, Ollie Lee for Gills artfully spoons it over. And then, just to add to the sheer comedy and the sheer terribleness, Peacock Farrell did the worst goal kick I have seen from him. It was real. It was real Joe Wildsmith territory. He just yeah. absolutely shanked a goal kick out of play. He had some strange moments in this game. Yeah, um, still probably one of the better performers, I would say. Um, but yeah, th- there's some moments of. I-, I think interestingly, you know, from the news from the week, one thing we didn't cover. It's just very mild and it's not technically Wednesday related, but you saw that Kieran Westwood has signed a contract with QPR yeah. for the rest of the season. Yeah. They've had a insane goalkeeping injury crisis in which I think they have four goalkeepers who are injured right. in various states of injuries. So that's basically led to... Joining, uh, yeah. joining Moses Adebajo, who he had a bit of a fractious relationship with. Maybe you can high five some people with Moses down, down at uh, down at yeah. whatever, down at whatever stadium it is again in QPR. 
Um, but do you remember two or three times they had like miscommunications that resulted in a Westwood mm, got sent off for one of them, Odebadjo gave away a penalty with another. Yeah, that could be fun. It could add some more, some more delicious, delirious fun in the championship um, top six, which... Um, but that's really exciting for QPR's under-23, so they're going to get to check. <laughs> well, I think the hilarity is he comes in because he needs to play, you know, they need someone to play. And then they're like, I wonder if he's going to pull out of any games in the world. <laughs> It's going to be interesting to watch. Uh, I must say, I'm going to sound like a really holy, bitter person here. The championship is shit this season. It's fucking terrible. It's an awful league. Basically, it's Fulham absolutely absolutely pissing the league and banging in goals left, right and centre. Bournemouth may be getting up to a degree of competency. They've nearly scored as many goals as Sheffield Wednesday at there. At the at Craven College, I believe so. I believe that's the case. And you've got a top six, which is currently Luton, Huddersfield, the Pigs, and Blackburn. Blackburn, who started off like a house on fire, yeah, and then their stock has gone terrible. I don't understand what's happened with Huddersfield. Um, even Tom Lee's are scoring goals and keeping keeping clean sheets. So imagine that he went on the little run, didn't he, of scoring goals? Did you did you see the the Twitter thing, which was some 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 journalist? saying to Tom Lees, going, well, Tom, six clean sheets out of four games is quite some feat. And he's like, yeah, yeah, it is, isn't it? Six out of four. You know, he just t- take, takes the piss out of this uh, this this lady for a oh, really? uh, her mistake. Oh. Um, but also, it's just really weird. Maybe we should Tom... have him on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it's just weird seeing Tom Lees speak. I don't remember hearing Tom Lees speak. He's got no. a real... It's got a real northern uh, throat that's coated with lots of Yorkshire tea. <laughs> I wondered where he was going. But anyway, <laughs> he it. So the championship is fucking rubbish anyway. So yeah, wonder what Lurcher and Westwood is going to do there. But like some people were saying like, oh, you know, I'd much rather have Kieran Westwood back than Bailey Peacock Farrell. I'm like... I think a lot of Wednesday fans in their due deference and respect and the fun times and the great times we've had with Kieran Westwood have pretty much done a big uh, eternal sunshine of a spotless mind blotting of the last two seasons that we've had of Kieran Westwood. So anyway, best of luck to him. Let's see how that goes for him. But I mean, to kind of give that link, there are a few moments with Peacock Farrell where he's not 100%. Yeah. Commanding. I don't know if it's a confidence issue or whether it's just generally where he is in his skill set. Um, but it feels if we feels like we're getting a lot more of that now. Um, I feel like we get some decent shot stopping from him. You know, I think he's a good shot stopper. I think he's good with his feet. Um, I think some of his decision making is not great, and I, I think he doesn't always catch the ball when he should. But I don't know. I think I think by and large he's been, he's had a, he's been a very good keeper for us. I would agree, and I mean largely again, so much better than the other options we have, and I think that's something that we have to keep in mind. Um, so yeah. a, a weird game for Peacock Farrell today. Um, another note I want to say is um, kudos to the Wednesday fans who went there and followed as usual. Mm. Um, I would have loved to have been there because I, uh, Rich, I love a temporary stand. Do you? I do. Um, my old work colleague Paul was mentioning him and his him and his son were out there 
and they were saying it's it, it said it looks safe and then in brackets afterwards for bouncing which uh, <laughs> the Wednesday fans certainly did pull out a bit of the bouncy nice. um, in this game as well so that was nice to see maybe that was some of the, the nicer moments from that but that was just a note in my first half Yeah, going back to looking at the game some of the balls here are very frantic and rushed I get Gillingham playing at a pace, but it's all a bit haphazard from Wednesday. We were also giving away a bunch of silly free kicks yeah. in that first half. I think we were in such a rush to try and get people forward. I think then we were like left with no option but to make all those silly like professional fouls to stop stop them breaking. Mm. Um, yeah, it's just a... <sighs> A ragged sort of game. And and that was funny because I think that was the first half and then I think the second half was largely taken over by um, whatever protection spell or whatever bribe that the Gillingham team had with the referee because yeah. the referee was shit today. It was really poor. Yeah. And absolutely just played into exactly what they wanted to do just completely and didn't have any awareness of what he was doing that was anything outside of that. I think, unfortunately, it's sort of true... Maybe across the board, but particularly it seems to be the lower down the pyramid you get. I think teams that want to break things up and slow things down get rewarded by referees. I think referees like seem to want to get involved in things that don't, you know, they don't let, they don't, they do nothing to make the game flow better if a team is trying to, mm. trying to stall it. But yeah, it, it was such an odd mixture of wh- when w- the ball was out of play, we seemed to be in such a rush to kind of like, oh, we've got to get a tempo to the game. We've got to take a yeah, yeah, take yeah. three kicks really quickly. We've got to yeah. do that. And then when we had the ball, we just passed it around aimlessly. <laughs> and then we lose all momentum when we have the ball and we're doing stuff. Yeah. 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 <sighs> 25th minute, I'm staggered we didn't concede. Uh, Dunkley and Story look like strangers and the most suicidal pairing of defenders. Yes. They managed to crack one, which Peacock Farrell does well to handle, and they kind of get to Peacock Farrell's Fandle, uh parry. They can't get to yeah. Peacock Farrell's parry. Now, why did we bring Dunkley into this one? I don't The I amount don't of times know. he ended up competing with our players for headers. Ugh. I know Darren Moore said he won everything in the air, but... He won things that he shouldn't have won. Like, you don't need to mm. kill Massimo Luongo to win a header. He was going to win it. It's a free header. You don't need to clamber, throw your enormous frame over the top of that tiny, fragile Australian-Italian man. Mm. <laughs> Interesting that. So you mentioned about throws as well. Uh, one thing I'll jump ahead. I think this is still latter end of the first half. Ryan Jackson for Gillingham is quite the frozen. Remember mm. when we did long throws, Rich? Yeah, it was up for one, one of few. One Do you remember, two, like, yeah. we did it like a couple of times and thought that was really good. And then it was just like, oh, no, people will predict that. People will know. People have seen the time that we did a long throw in and will be so predictable. So we'll never do it again. Best to play statues and hide away from the man on the ball and make the throw in take a sort of find you over the top of somebody else. That's the way. That's the way we're throwing. Best get Bannon to run in, gesture to the ball, and then see with his class, see if he can do something with it beyond yes, yes. beyond the really bad throw given to him. Speaking of Bannon, mm. uh, 29th Bannon, minute Bannon wins a corner and floats off the back stick, and Story heads just wide under pressure. Yeah, That wasn't too bad. 
Story do, playing the Dunkley role there. I was surprised mm. Dunkley didn't reprise his his sort of murdering folks at the back stick. Uh, <laughs> just leapfrogging, just uh, just non consensual game of leapfrog, basically. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, got some little bitty bitty comments. Bitty. BT marks 32nd minute. We had a really promising counter attack, but I think it was a stray ball from Patterson. Really wasn't very good. It was kind of rushed, and I don't know what he did, but it was just bad. There were so many bad balls in the final third that just didn't get a, you know get anything going today. Speaking of Patterson, 35th minute he went down from a push. Um, no free kick. Of course, he doesn't want a free kick. He's clutching his left ankle, but looks he's fine. And then the 40th minute there's a very cynical pull on Gregory. No yellow at all. Yeah, I know. I thought that was... I was a bit mixed on it because I thought it was it's sort of in our half, so it wasn't exactly goal-scoring opportunity territory. Yeah. But it was completely cynical, and it was the sort of thing we'd have picked up yellow cards for. So it should... Um, if nothing else, referees should be should do the same things in the same situation, surely. Mm-hmm. And at this point, it's just it's a, it's a rather... You know, I I said from a Wednesday perspective, we look riled easily again. You know, it just again, I'm saying this, we need to be better characters. But, like, I realise at this stage in the season with these players that we've picked on a budget, on a shoestring in the third tier of English football, that's probably going to be a real stretch to say that these players yeah. need to handle things better. But it just didn't look like it was out of it. And I was basically so kind of forlorn that the game sunk into, as I've put it, Luke looking at Billboard's territory. <laughs> oh yeah, there was some good billboard action today. There's some top billboards, yeah. Lots of small pithy businesses which I didn't know exist. <laughs> now I do. Was it just an advert for arms? <laughs> I think it was just an advert for arms. And I didn't know whether that was meant like, you know, armed conflict, um, which might have been apt, In although a strange a strange place to uh hmm. To advertise, but I guess when the going's good, you know, get your name out there. Um, or just, you know, having arms. Isn't it nice to have arms? Don't you know, don't take your arms for granted. I don't it's know. It's a bit it's a bit sweet Caroline, isn't it? Really? It is bit. <laughs> it's that like does lyrics in Sweet Caroline kind of just talk about like it, it's just kind of following was it touching touching arms, reaching hands out, touching hands, touching hands. Reaching out, touching you. It's a bit. It's a bit heads, shoulders, knees, and toes, isn't it? Really, a little bit, little bit, a little yeah. bit. It's a bit like you know the story about um, what's the <laughs> sweet sweet child of mine by Guns and Roses. Oh yeah, With the middle eight goes. Where do we go now? Where do we go? Because they did that because they just they didn't know what to do <laughs> at that point. So it's Wait twenty years and do a poorly received album called Chinese Democracy. Disappear off the face of the earth. um, I think you know. Sometimes statistics, you sort of like you know. There's lies, damn lies, and statistics. Mm. I think it probably, if you want to know what's what sort of game was this, what sort of a Wednesday performance was this, and I think looking at that first half. 67% 67% possession for Sheffield Wednesday. How many shots on target? Zero. Nil. Yep. Uh, terrible. Three shots, one blocked, two off target. Yep. 
they had way more. <laughs> they mm. had six shots, four on target. I think they had two of them in the same move, to be fair. Mm. That baby pig got Farrell kind of like palming the ball straight out into the path of Vidane Oliver and sort of saying, go on, have another go. <laughs> Hit me, I don't care. <laughs> um, the second half was disappointing. The half is that's the, it for the first half. Luke's pith and vinegar is, is no all pith and vinegar. That's about it, really. Um, okay. Oh, there was the weird incident at the end. Sorry. Uh, so I, we didn't have commentary. Uh, we were just sort of watching, making our own merriment. What was the weird thing that happened right at the end of the half? And there was kind of a drop ball, but there was a lot of like moaning and arguing. Do you know what happened there? I remember that happening a couple of times. This is but, this is this is the poor refereeing, wasn't it? It's was just poor game management. Well, I remembered it in the second half for different reasons. Yeah, it was an experience in the second half, which I can come into. Okay, not too far into the second half, I've got a quick thing to cover, and then so actually, the second half. So like, the second half was weird. So like, we you know Wednesday players are to look like they're up, they're there, and then like they seem to say from the commentary uh, mentioned to you, we had Graham Coughlin and mm. whatever anonymous. Football heaven chap, mm-hmm. um, which was kind of entertaining. Um, but you know, the the football heaven main commentator was being like, "Oh, um, Wednesday are out." You know, Gillingham's still in. Neil Harris will be putting a rocket up them at half time. And I was like, "Why?" Like, I Placing thought a rocket directly in their anal passages. I thought Gillingham were doing fine, so I don't know why. Anyway, they were delayed, or whether it's just maybe I'm just my comment is more. Stupid commentary, but anyway, um, like yeah, yeah so right, that's a weird comment because they, th- th- it was absolutely to plan. Yeah, they were doing they well, and then, you know. The ball, and then when they got the ball, they mm. got a part, you know, they got a power end and caused us problems. Yeah, yeah, and it 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 by 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 George, it nearly worked for them, yeah, including the second half, beginning of it, plan, apart oh. from not scoring. Right from the off. I I missed this because I was still, you know, getting ready. This was how great the game was, Rich. I did some laundry last night and I brought the laundry basket into my bedroom. And, you know, I'm sure I'm sure you do this. I'm sure lots of people do this. And then you look at it and you're like, nah, not tonight. Can't be asked. It's a Friday night. I've already done laundry. I've already done other things. Yeah. You know, it's been a long week, whatever. So Probably anyway, right. but I was like... Having clo- clean clothes. I was just generally just like, I'm going to sort all this out. So I pulled it all out. And then I got into folding T-shirts at halftime. Wow. And I folded 60% of my T-shirts. I sound like John Richardson now. I, fold, <laughs> I folded half my T-shirt. All I have stuff. an in- inexplicably attractive wife. <laughs> I don't, can't do that because he hates women. Um <laughs> <laughs> Um, uh, big shout out to the free fold, the ABC method, uh, folding t-shirts, top stuff. Um, big fan of that. Do you have a, recently. a thing? Yeah. So you, like, you, the, pl- the t-shirt is put out in front of you in a horizontal fashion. Yeah. And then you, you imagine like a line just between kind of the collar okay. and the edge. And then it's like three points. So it's like at the top and that. So you grab that, grab the B. And then this grab the A. On the podcast, <laughs> and you roll it over, you do that, and then you just do it's one of those things where you just you bring your hand arms back out again. And then like then you then just roll it over on itself. 
Sounds marvellous. It's great. And then I can put more T-shirts in my drawers instead of looking at other places to put T-shirts. Um, so I was doing that. So anyway, and so I missed... That was better than Gillingham versus Sheffield Wednesday. Football pretty club. much, pretty much. So actually, I missed the chance. Uh, though I got to watch the highlight back and awful decision-making from Hutch. I'm staggered we didn't concede. For Dan Oliver, you know, formerly of Sheffield Wednesday's Parish a long time ago, mm. um, in on and didn't do very well. And BPF got there and we managed to clear. Okay. Following that, we had a we had a bit with Story. Managed to kind of head the ball away, which looked with the depth like maybe it was getting close to... The okay. line, not a good start to the second half at all. 50th minute, the ref blows up for two clash heads from Jill's players, breaking up on one of our only decent breaks. Oh no. The camera has turned away for decency, but they're apparently okay. They brought a stretcher coming out, and both players seem to be fine despite the head injury. The referee gives us a drop ball in our half. Ridiculous. Just crap ref. Crap refereeing. Oh, 56 minutes. Uh, Jackson fouls Johnson on the left. Not much comes from the free kick. Can we play it to Peacock foul again? I take it at this point, like, you didn't see much of the second half at all. No, so I sort of experienced the second half like a kind of fever dream. Just little, like... <laughs> so it was just very hard to get connection to on, the, on the stream. and it, So I'd get, like, 10 seconds and then, like... Three or much, four minutes of just being paused. Much like a dream it, where you're like, I, w- I was at the bank, but it wasn't the bank, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I and was watching Wednesday Gillingham, but I wasn't watching Wednesday Gillingham, if you know what I mean. Yeah. I saw one moment where, weirdly, it looked like Bailey Peacock Farrell had like a brain fart and just like rolled the ball to Dunkley when there was three or four Gillingham players very, very close <laughs> to it. I've forgotten that piece, I'll be honest. But it might not have happened. As I say, this is like a fever dream. Mm. Who knows what I was seeing? I was seeing a stream from outer space. I was seeing the sliding doors of this stream where Bailey Peacock Farrell just rolled the ball out to Dunkley mm. when he was so much cover. Which is a shame because I, I feel like maybe you could have added a bit more to some of these parts. I'm sorry, I mean, there's some, yeah. there's some moments here, but anyway, I mean, but I don't know. Not ideal from my side of things. This is not the best it. episode of Different Graving. It's not the best last two games from Sheffield Wednesday to cover so yeah it's the podcast after the Lord Mayor's podcast it's kind of the podcast equivalent of Soylent yeah hopefully we can get you some nutrition folks 58th minute (laughs) Bannon loops a good through ball and Gregory just absolutely bloomed the bluted the volley high and wide you've bluted that it's absolutely bluted that 59th minute, great save by Peacock Farrell following a snapshot by O'Keefe. I'm going to ignore it and pretend it didn't happen. <laughs> Thank you. It's um, the best thing to do the when someone's having minute, a funny turn. The... <laughs> just pretend like Rich, Rich is having a stroke and ignore him. It's okay, just does it. It's all he does for attention. That's all he does. <laughs> just lets half his face droop for attention. <laughs> The 60th minute. Sniffing toast saying, can you smell toast? No, because you're the one holding it to your nose. (laughs) So one thing you missed on the 60th minute, Rich, and you would have loved this, because who doesn't love this? Um, Who loves Bannon putting a great ball in and Gregory doing that header thing where it looks like he's been shot? Oh, who doesn't We got one of those. Uh, 60th minute, Rich. It's the international sub hour. Uh, Mendes Lang and Berahino come on for Hunt and Pato. Not too shabby for subs, I'm going to say. Mm. 
Um, 63rd minute, actually, this was the point. I've actually made a point of making a note about this, Rich. Uh, Luke decides to finish off holding T-shirts. That is down at halftime. <laughs> um, 69th minute, we had some really good interchange in the round the box. And Bannon okay. did a very, very lovely but very soft kind of curl wide. You'll probably find when you watch the I highlights. I saw that one. That was one of my little fevered moments. There's three occasions where Bannon tries to do that. And okay. Varying degrees of quality and decency. Okay. Um, 72nd minute was one of these great ones. So Bannon, I said, well, Bannon bringing a play shot out of nowhere. Keeper did well to tuck it wide. So this was one where he was just kind of bringing it in. And, you know, I think the great thing about that situation was it was kind of difficult for the goalkeeper because he had defenders in his way. He didn't get a great insight. Yeah. And Bannon just very clearly just thought, I'm just going to just have a little go with this and managed to get more power than the soft curl he had wide, but kind of like a low shot. And whoever the Gillian Kelly keeper was did very well to, to, to put that wide from the, there. The 72nd, 77th minute is, this concludes the trilogy of Bannon left-footed curl mm. shots. Uh, nearly Bannon did a very beautiful high kind of left curled effort, which was a great shot. And is that, that the one that rattled the, rattled the stanchion? Uh, no, I don't think it was. Okay. Um, but it was close, I would say, I must say. I don't mean the stanchion. I mean like the support for the net behind. There was one if like it that. was a support for the net, then yes, Rich. That's yeah, what it was. Yeah. It so I've seen was... two of the, the three, which is good, I'm just uh, on was the highlights. More rattling than the uh, misogynist asses have had. Saber rattling from, from Bannon. <laughs> More saber rattling than Braveheart, uh, if you ask me. Oh. Um, but I suppose, in a way, like just as a kind of layperson in terms of footballing tactics, surely I suppose long distance efforts are a way to counteract if you've got the ability. Is yeah. a way to counteract low block because if they're yeah. letting you play to the edge of their box. And it's time to to step up and start uh, having a dip at the co- coconut shy from forty yards. Yeah, you know, in the hope that either you score from that or or you manage to create a rebound that lets you lets one of your strikers in on on it. Yeah, or you, you get a teddy in my. In, well, that too. In as well. Um, I was really confused. Seventy eighth minute, um, Holly Dean came on for George Byers. Mm. So I think the mentality of that was to push. Uh, Hutchinson up the Hutchinson field. Okay. It wasn't, wasn't too bad, I'm going to be honest. We didn't get any love on the wings this game uh, at all. Yeah. Like, it's, it's not been an area we managed to... It's an area we do very strong with, but we didn't really seem to get any joy from that. Hmm. Yeah, I thought that sort of first half, um, Hunt was really struggling down the right to get forward. Mm. Uh so yeah, that that continued in the second. When you go and watch the the highlights, Rich, um, there was 80th minute. There was a good cross by Mendes Lang, which had a flick on. We won a corner. Nothing came from that. 52nd minute, one of the best moments from a Wednesday attacking perspective, alongside those trilogy of uh, Bannon's Bannon's attempts uh, from outside the box on his sweet left peg, uh, was Gregory. Gregory did a lovely chest down, wonderfully in the box. And it's really difficult with the lighting. I couldn't really see exactly what happened. The commentary team seemed to think it hit the post. I think they're a bunch of liars. I don't (laughs) think they were paying attention. It did not hit the post. But somehow it was managed to be cleared off the line. I I think, 
Yeah, and, and look, I think number six clears it off the line, and Berahino's very unlucky not to <coughs> score there. Mm. He followed it in really well, to be fair to Berahino. Mm. 83rd minute, Berahino blutes on wide. Um, my other notes, basically, are just really about time-wasting and fouling to see out the rest of the game here. Gillingham doing some criminal time-wasting. How unexpected from a Neil Harris side. Yes. How could we expect someone who played for Millwall Football Club... Yeah, a man so synonymous. To teach his players... So synonymous in our mind with Millwall. A massive bunch of fasses. (laughs) Oh, yeah. And so... Mm. 72% 72% possession in that second half. A few more chances to show for it. A bit, Probably a mm. bit of a better showing, I think, all round. But uh... I'll just finish off my notes, Rich. Uh, Hutchinson got a very soft yellow following a soft free kick. Um, 90 plus 2, I wish you could have seen this. I was really annoyed that there was a lot of pushing of players that seemed to be just be completely agreed. Including one, I remembered, actually, where basically... Um, the ball kind of came out to the right. It was kind of like curving. Bannon was trying to see, trying to kind of halt, instead of trying to kind of contest the ball, trying to hold and see what it would do when it kind of span out. And basically one of their defenders managed to push Bannon to it hit Bannon and then go out for their throw-in. Right. And apparently that was fine. That was right in front That's of the right. line's face. What <sighs> I really, really hated was a long ball to Bannon he was about to run onto it, and he was shoulder barge massively off the ball, and that was right on the edge of the box. Um, maybe if we were in the Premier League and we had 40, 40 billion cameras on it, it would have been a penalty, yeah. but it at least should have been a free kick, and nothing was going to happen on. 90 plus 4, Johnson's fouled really badly. A, a, real collect, a real nasty side, Gillingham. Yeah. And really depressing that Gillingham seemed to be Depressing that they seem to just come and be very happy with a point in a pretty shitty kind of situation for themselves as they're battling for relegation. Um, um, but and then also the hilarity that maybe they probably had more chances to win this game than Sheffield Wednesday did. Yeah, just bad, just just bad, just annoying, terrible, crap, crap football from crap football from Wednesday, crap football from Gillingham, crap refereeing, just crap all around. Oh yeah, yeah. I think that's the thing, isn't it? You don't want a team to uh, like it. Yeah, you don't want a team like that to be rewarded ever, really. But in particular, you sort of feel like it's the referee's job to look after the creative players to an extent. Like Barry Bannon, the reason Barry Bannon, like if this was just purely about physicality and you could just be as big and as rough as you like then Barry Bannon would never be a professional football player. Like the whole, surely part of the ref's job is to protect people like Barry Bannon and, and let the game flow. Mm, you think? Rubbish. Um, do, so how quick, I know we're, we're talking a week, a week away from a 6-0 win, but mm. I'm a bit worried about this midfield three, Luke. I I feel like... Now, I'm conscious I'm saying this in light of not, not seeing the second half. But I feel like Byers has not quite been the same since he came back from his injury. Maybe so. Maybe there's something to be said for that. Um, I'm also wondering, like, I, I don't know. It just it seems like Luongo, the magic we have with Luongo doesn't seem to be working. It, I, well, wonder I think if it's he's just... looking tired. Yeah. Because he's been asked to play all these games. Hmm. 
that midfield three are the those that midfield three are the ones that are being asked to play all the games. Like everybody else getting chopped and changed, they're not. Yeah. And I think Luongo maybe is not used to playing this much football. And I thought Luongo after a week off looked tremendous in the six nil win, and then playing three times in a week looks pretty leggy. And I think we need his sort of driving runs and determination to kind of make this thing work as a midfield. Because I think we're a little bit easy to solve as is. But I don't know what the solution is because we've only really got Delhi Bashiru as a... I know, I know. And he's coming back and op- can't can't break him too much, you know? Yeah. And then dropping Hotchin just feels... I know it's sort of like it's both times been kind of desperate stakes type of thing, but it just feels like such a regression to go back to Hotchin midfield. Anyway, yeah. So what do we so what do we make of that? What do we think? I mean, so it's a week. It's the Lord Mayor's show once again. After the Lord Mayor's show once again, I thought it was interesting because midweek midweek felt like a bit of a free hit because um, you, you know it, it's funny. I'm doing I, I, I'm top of my prediction league uh, with my family, which is great. I might be getting okay. a little bit wee bit of silverware. I'm also hilariously doing quite well in my hockey. Fantasy League, I'm like third, which is pretty pretty insane. So, um, but anyway, like we talked about, I talked with my eldest brother Randy about how we're doing that, and I've got games in hand because I've got two. Because you know, I've got postponed games that I've picked, and then they've not happened. Okay, and I think there's a mentality to look at those and be they're postponed games. Like you hope you can get a point um, yeah. from. It's a different context, but maybe it weirdly feels like a bit of a dead rubber for Wednesday. Like, I know this. I know the players should be up for this. I know they should be excited. I know they should pull their finger out and go for three points. Yeah. But it, it just feels a bit too much for the players under this, with their mentality and under this management. So I can't believe we didn't win at least one of these games. I know. Four from six would seem a lot, is a hell of a lot better than two from six. Definitely. Um, around us... You know, Plymouth won with Week, who had a game to make up. Plymouth won again, but everyone else around us is drawn. Um, so we're still a point off six. But, like, I, I just, I don't know. I don't know who else is going to blink first. I think it, it's been a tough, it's been a tough season for a number of reasons. It's been a tough season for Wednesdayites because I think we know this team can do better. I think on the day they're really, really good and they're possibly one of the best sides in this league. Um but I, I'm also wondering now, like, whether we just have to admit that maybe we're just not quite good enough in a league which there's a top six above us who don't seem to blink. And, uh, but isn't the frustration of this season that actually we've done pretty well against teams in the middle yeah. because they will play against us? We've done pretty well against teams at the top because they feel like they should be able to beat us and that's we do really well when we're against teams that are attacking but we've struggled more often than not against teams at the bottom who as you say are just completely content like nil nil is a great result for them if they can go and grab a goal more's the better but they don't care really yeah what they want to do is come make things hard keep a clean sheet and stall, time waste, etc., etc., etc. And those are the teams we've struggled against. We're once we're still the team that it's a red flag if we've got huge amounts of possession. It's bad news. Yeah. Yeah. 
if I look at a, if you if, like, you can almost tell the result based on possession. If we've got less than the, if we've got less possession than the opposition, we've probably won the game. Mm. And if we've got seventy percent possession, I can almost guarantee we haven't won the game. I don't know what we do about that, but I suppose the benefit, if we can somehow squeeze our way into the playoffs, the hope is that we're against teams that do want to play with us and therefore we can find those gaps and play our game. But who knows? Yeah. It's not. A, it's certainly not a given that we will be in the top six. But it's just felt so many times like we deserve to be in the top six. Oh, Quite I know. Form. But it's, maybe, it's, maybe it's just not still, meant to be. I don't know. If we get a point or more out of that game in hand, we are in the top six again. We'll be we'll be fifth if we win it. We'll be sixth if we draw. Mm. So we're right there, but it's just, as you say, it's a bit tricky. I'm more worried about Wimbledon than I am about Cheltenham in the, out of the next two games, because Cheltenham, I feel like, might have their flip-flops on already. Mm. Ready for the beach. Ready for the beach. But Wimbledon will be fighting for their lives. Yeah, um, from a game like this where we we've drawn, should we just maybe cap off with <coughs> um, you know M O M O M Mawam Man of the Match? Mawam, I think I managed to um, mute myself and unmute myself just as I coughed there, which was good. Yeah, Sorry it was very very awful. <laughs> uh, so, well, it's a bit tricky for me because having not watched the game, I can mm. tell you who. Would you like to know who uh, who scored slash sofa scores had as their uh, man? Let of me the guess. Match? Can I say who my man of the match is? Please do. It's Bannon. Yeah, lovely. Bannon, Bannon was, was great. second. Oh, interesting. Who who's better than Bannon? Bailey Peacock Farrell was apparently man of the match oh, for them. Bailey. Okay. Bailey. Okay, and then I don't know. Maybe the negative end of the spectrum. I don't know. I think we're lucky we didn't concede with Dunkley in the team today. Yeah. He came up, Dunkley came away with a 7.5. He wow. did win. But he did, it, it was not reassuring him having him back. Definitely not reassuring. No, no. I take the point that, you know, these guys have got to get minutes and you've got to get them somewhere. But oh, I don't know. I just, I am worried about Darren Moore having options. I'm worried about what wacky teams we'll start to see when he's got. Five or six choices at centre back and five or six choices at, at, at up front, mm-hmm. but who knows? Are we uh, are we wrapping up, Luke? I think we're are wrapping we, we up. I don't. Your, uh, Wen's Durdle. Should we leave Wen's Durdle to? Uh, oh, it's cliffhanger! Next week, cliffhanger. Okay. So remember, folks, Spur has a P and a U, not a yellow. <laughs> Good stuff. Okay, we'll we'll leave. Wednesday or to be continued. <laughs> I definitely think it's it's up there with your best ideas yet, Luke. Thanks, man. Appreciate it. And I I loved Nuns or Guns. I thought Nuns or Guns was good. I yeah, I know. Yeah. But it's a real shame that Zuckerberg got in the way of allowing you to monetize it. I mean, I I you know, I love all my children, but some are better than others. <laughs> Uh, well, on that note, we will mm. wrap up this weird and wonderful jaunt into the land of different gravy. Um, obviously, everything that's been said is um, is parody. And uh... <laughs> you mean you mean we don't really hate women, even though I've said that numerous times. No, that bit's no that no. Sorry, everything apart from that is parody. Everything apart from that, okay. 
That's canon. <laughs> no, we're, we're just being silly boys. Just being a little silly we're boys. Tired. We're tired. We've been let down by Sheffield Wednesday this week. They got us all excited thinking we were the sort of team that could go out there, whack out our big choppers and beat people 6-0. And then actually it turned we're the sort of people that have shy bladders and need to wee in a cubicle rather than at the urinal. That's the sort of week we've had um, penis-wise as Sheffield Wednesday fans. And we've just got a bit, we've got a bit high jinx, haven't we? And we're going to wrap it up. Okay. Um, yeah, we'll uh, we'll talk again after some more Sheffield Wednesday football. Hopefully, mm. it's a bit more inspiring than this uh, this wet lettuce of a week we've had. But um, until then, look after yourself, Luke, and look after yourself, folks at home. And we'll we'll speak again soon. Cheerio. Thanks, Reg. See you, bye bye. <laughs>